Welcome to the Columbia Church Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're so excited to share this weekend's message with you from Dr. Jim Balkum, our senior pastor. We hope it encourages you, inspires you, and helps you grow in your faith as a whole life disciple. Now, enjoy the message. Hey friends, I, I, I hope you had a really wonderful Christmas and uh, it's been fun being with you during the season and uh, talking with you about Christmophobia, this idea that we don't need to be afraid and, and how clearly it's captured in the Christmas story. And I hope Christmas morning was just, uh, was just delightful for you. You know, you know not how it is when we bump into each other after Christmas and we, we ask each other the same collections of stuff. So, you know, one of the things we, we tend to say is, you know, just how was your Christmas or, or, or did you travel anywhere? But one of the big questions that we tend to ask and, and we've done it since we were young is, hey, uh, Santa bring anything good for Christmas or, or, or what did you get for Christmas? And it's kind of funny to talk about, you know, what we got for Christmas. Our, uh, our staff, we had to cancel our, our staff Christmas party this year because we just thought it was the wise thing to do as uh, we got closer and closer to the day. We realized that if, if even one or two people from that party were to, uh, after the fact, uh, test positive for the coronavirus, that would mean we'd probably have to cancel Christmas Eve. And we just couldn't imagine uh, you all having to say, you know, why did we have to cancel Christmas Eve? Because the staff got together at the pastor's house. And so we, we really missed what is a big tradition here. We missed it last year too. I mean, this is something that I've done for the whole 19 years I've been here and it's a big deal to us. But we're going to try to make it right by having a, a party in January. And uh, when we get together in January to make it fun, uh, we're going to uh, do something really special and that is to have a, a re-gift exchange. Uh, what I mean by this is that everybody brings something they got from Chris, for Christmas that they, they didn't really want. You know, is that thing that you think this might be great in, in someone else's house. So every staff member has to bring one thing. If it's not this Christmas, then maybe last or the one before, there's always something that you didn't want. It'll be a lot of fun to see what people show up with. But you know, a lot of people have probably gotten a lot for Christmas this year because we are on record pace in our culture when it comes to buying goods. It's kind of a remarkable thing and there are lots of reasons for it. We can talk about the fact of, well, we, we haven't been spending our money on services. We haven't been eating out as much in the last year. Maybe some of us are back to that now and we haven't gone to the movies as much and we haven't traveled as much and there's a lot we haven't spent money on. So, so there's free capital lying around, as we would say, and, and what people really have done is to acquire more stuff, a lot of it online. And so we have bought more in the past year or so than at any point in our nation's history. We're on record pace to consume goods. And I don't just mean toilet paper and food either. I mean, luxury items, we're just loading up. But there's a psychological reason why we're doing that. And that is that, that I can show you, it has been proven again and again, that when people are anxious, when people are, are sad, when people are afraid, they spend. It's kind of crazy if you think about it, but it's just something about how we're wired. We tend to acquire when we feel uneasy or when we feel fearful. So all of this acquisition has been a cultural response to fear. And it's been, it's been an indicator of just how afraid we truly are. And there are lots of other indicators too. 
This is just coming out everywhere. And I, I think you and I, again and again, as followers of Jesus or as people who are seeking uh, to live out the abundant life, we need to say to one another, you just don't need to be afraid. There's nothing to fear. So, so one more time today, I'd sort of like to wrap this up and give that some thought. As we look at all the signs of people being afraid, like spending so much, like all of these, these goods that are stacked up in foreign ports, like you see in this picture, or all of the, the ships that are stacked up out, outside of places like LA and Baltimore and just about every port in America. Every time you see signs on the wall, every time you see these pictures, these images, these news stories, I, I don't want you to think about what you should buy next or, or what you won't be able to get next, but instead would you just think with me, you know, people are afraid. This is a sign that people are really fearful. Now, the Bible tells us not to be afraid many times, and I've been teaching you, and a lot of you thought it was really neat that, that there are 365 occasions where the Bible says specifically, fear not. Not just don't be anxious or whatever, but actually fear not. And, and I've been teaching you across this Advent season and Christmas that fear stands between us and our experiences of hope, peace, joy, and love, these quantities that we celebrate in the Christmas season at Advent. Because fearing the worst really does rob us of the best that God has for us. It's a thief. It is a, it is a weapon of Satan. It is a tool of Satan in our lives. And fear, while it's always with us, it's always there, is something that we have to somehow learn to climb above, to climb over. And the only way I know to do that is through belief and, and faith and, and holding the right priorities as I'm taught in Scripture. So I've also taught you, and it's kind of neat, that there were four separate occasions in the gospel birth narratives of Matthew and Luke where, where the angels told characters in the story to fear not, and we've walked through all of those. Now, of those 365 instances, there are a couple of times where Jesus specifically told us not to be afraid. Some of them are really important as we, we think about uh, Jesus' teachings to us. So, for example, I, I love the scripture where he says, you know, you don't need to be afraid because in my father's house are many rooms. If it weren't so, I would have told you I've gone to prepare a place for you. You don't need to be afraid because I've got you taken care of for eternity. And when he says, look, you don't need to be afraid about, about where you should get what you need in life because your father is going to take care of you, or you don't be, need to be afraid of, of mere human beings who can't kill you. Fear God only. All of these places are important. But for today, there's one place I'd like to point you to in the Gospel of Luke, and, and I'd like to point you to this in this way, and that is to say, with all of the things that you got for Christmas, and all of the things that you gave for Christmas, and, and all of the things that you have acquired in the last year or two years, I'd like to ask you to give yourself just one more thing. I'd like to ask you to give yourself a gift for Christmas, and the gift I want you to give yourself is a new purse. Uh, now, don't get excited, uh, some of you who, who'd like my permission to go out and get the next Gucci product or whatever the case may be. It's not what I'm talking about. I'd like you to purchase for yourself. I'd like you to acquire for yourself something that Jesus talked about in, in his words to us. So this is found in Luke chapter 12, verses 31 through 34. Jesus said, seek first his kingdom. 
Seek first the Father's kingdom, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the whole kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, now what Jesus is saying here is that we tend to hold those things that are most important to us in the wrong places. I, I mentioned to a crowd I was talking to the other day in our service of remembrance that that containers really do matter. And if you're like Debbie and like me, you've spent a lot of time trying to find the perfect containers for all sorts of things, like leftovers, for example. You know, you want that container that keeps the leftovers in a state that they're still edible a a day later or a week later or A month later, maybe? I don't know, whatever. But you want a container that keeps things good. So we've gotten all sorts, man. We've gotten the snap ones, you know, which are great until the snaps don't work anymore. And we've gotten the glass bowls with the plastic tops. And they're awesome too because you can heat and cool it. Uh, Glass will go anywhere. There's Pyrex dishes. But then the the tops on ours, they always break and you can't find new ones or or the ones you could find are more expensive than buying a, a whole new set. And we've tried everything, man. We have tried, if you want a review, a consumer review of storage containers, I'm, I'm your guy, I can help you. We've, we finally worked our way around to what we call suck and seal, which is a vacuum sealer. And that's awesome because you can take all the air out. And once you get all the air out, what's inside, when you put it in the freezer, will keep forever. But I'll give you a warning about this, and that is that those things are slick as wet glass. So you stack them all in the freezer, and you can get a lot of them in the freezer. But be careful when you open the door, because everything comes out on you. I think I've broken a toe or two because of this stuff that we put in the freezer with vacuum seal. But but the question I have for you is, is, where do you keep your heart? Where do you keep your mind? Where do you keep your spirit? Where do you keep your feelings? Where do you keep your thoughts? What is the place that you you store them? And what's happening is that people, as they're so afraid, they're seeking to find hope in things that will never give them true hope. They're seeking to find peace in things that will never give them true peace. They're seeking to find love in places that will never give them true love. They're, They're trying to find joy in places that just can't bring permanent joy. All of this acquisition, all of this buying, we have bought everything in the last year or two in record quantities from, from the smallest things like a roll of toilet paper to the biggest things like a, like a new home or, or several new homes. People are on a spending spree. And as a result of that, what we're seeing is inflation and all sorts of problems in, in the product pipeline. What we're missing when we look at these problems is the big problem. And the big problem is fear. We're overrun by it. I'm talking to some of you who just can't get yourself out of places of fear. You have spent so much time being afraid over the last couple of years that you can't can't find your way out. I, I tell you, I'm becoming more afraid of a life of meaninglessness than I am even of losing life. Give it some thought. 
What is the point of being alive unless we can walk fearlessly through the world together and in the name of Jesus, we can make a difference for others? Where do you keep? Where do you store? Where do you put the stuff of your life? And by that, I mean your heart, your thoughts. Where do you keep your mind? Where do you keep your spirit? Jesus said, acquire for yourself a purse that will not rust or be ruined. Acquire a purse that moths can't eat, that thieves can't steal. And of course, what he meant by that is eternity, which we've talked about a number of times this year. Choose eternity as the place you store your hope. Eternity is the place you seek greatest peace. Eternity is the place you seek the source of love. Eternity is the source of your joy because at the end of the day, that can never, ever be taken from you. It is the greatest gift that has ever been given. And it's candidly a gift that a lot of people around us just don't understand right now. Why did God send his son, Jesus, as a helpless baby? Why did he allow him to grow, to teach us all that he did Why did Jesus die for us on a cross so that we might be forgiven? Why did he rise again? All of that to give us eternity. God so loved the world. He gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Belief's not just what we think though. It's it's not just, just cognating about the right things. Belief has to do with where we put our lives, where we invest our lives. Jesus knew we'd all be happier if we'd just give away or or sell a lot of what we have and and help the poor. Because when we help others, we are are in fact caring for, loving Jesus. And, And that's something that I think that we can find so much joy in these days. And and Jesus knew that we'd be better off if we didn't focus on acquiring stuff and then getting bigger houses in which to, to put that stuff. All of those things are important to me. They're important to you too, but there's just nothing else I need. There was a moment this Christmas where I ran into this big sale online and it was so tempting. It was almost intoxicating. I I quickly leapt to the page and I, I started feeling anxious that other people would pick up what was being acquired before I did because all the best stuff was, was running out. And, and I'm saying to Debbie, who's sitting close to me, I'm saying, you think we need one of these? And she goes, I don't know. Hey, you think, how about this? I don't know. Gone, gone, gone. Suddenly I just, I just closed my iPad and I said, you know what? There is not one single thing I actually need a purse that we should acquire is a purse where we can, we can store our deepest beliefs about eternity, about what is really important. And then we draw strength from that to live our lives without fear. Fear not. Fearing the worst really does rob us of the best. At the end of the day, there is no amount of acquiring or experiencing or doing that will take away the fear. But believing in God, trusting him for the future, believing that he has the very best in store for us, not just now, but for eternity, that really does change everything, doesn't it? At the end of the day, I still love this beautiful, beautiful confession of David in Psalm 56.3. No matter where you are with your family watching this, would you just say this one more time with me? 
just, just a couple of times through. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, God. When I am afraid, as a convictional statement, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you, God. I hope with me this Christmas you were able to get past the fear and on to the festivity. I hope you enjoyed everything the season offered you. But more than anything else, I hope you have the hope of Jesus Christ that will carry you every day of your life and every day and moment of eternity. I'd like you to give yourself one more thing this Christmas. You, my friend, you need a new purse. Pick one up. The one that Jesus talked about is the one that holds the hope of eternity. One more time then from me to you, Merry Christmas and don't fear the new year. Now you go and ignite passion for Jesus Christ from Metro Washington to the world. Hey, thanks again for listening. If you live in the Metro DC or Northern Virginia area, we would love to worship with you at one of our weekend gatherings. For directions, service times, and information about all the incredible things happening at Columbia, go to columbiabaptist.org. That's columbiabaptist.org.